0: Moisture is the enemy of long-lasting produce, so if you have a clamshell, that can look like taking the lid off and just setting a paper towel on top, and then closing it and like storing it upside down, so basically all the moisture wicks down to the paper towel and keeps your greens fresher longer. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy, and our summer of solutions is in effect. If you're caught up on our most recent episodes, this is the second episode in our summer season. Through the first week in August, we're going to be serving up shorter, super focused apps that help you cook smarter through the hectic summer months. Today, we'll be talking about keeping summer produce fresher longer. But real quick, before we get into that, I want to make sure that you know about the Didn't I Just Feed You community, the happiest place on Earth. <laughs> okay. Maybe not quite, but certainly one of the most helpful. You can join for free with nothing more than your email address and get access to our community boards where thousands of other busy home cooks lend help and share their tips, ideas, favorite recipes, the ultimate home kitchen hive mind, if you will. And if you're able to contribute to Didn't I Just Feed You, you can join us as a supporting member. There are several ways that you can support us, from just a dollar a month to help keep weekly Didn't I Just Feed You episodes free for all, to membership levels that give you access to two additional bonus episodes every month, a way to text us directly, and our recipe archive. Get all the details at you.com backslash community. Okay, well, let's talk about summer produce. I want to make the distinction that this week we're not talking about preserving summer yes, produce yes. because we are going to do that later in july we're going to talk about all about freezing canning jamming whatever you want to do to preserve produce but Does this that is you like hot canning jamming preserving i mean I feel can like you like not you love see it, it on yes. my face yes <laughs> i do love it no so, but this, this episode is really to talk about okay you came home from the market You came home from the farmers market. You scored in-season peaches, and now, and maybe you bought too many. Oh my gosh, I do that all every summer. Every summer. Every summer, and you're like, shoot, I have to figure out like how to make these things last as long as they can so they don't go bad before we can eat them and some stuff is especially tricky like peaches and berries and even those like gorgeous heirloom tomatoes at the farmer's market so do you have thoughts about where we should start are there i do general rules for keeping summer produce fresh yeah So I nerded out and did a little bit of research on this one because I wanted it to be really super helpful. I mean, I'm hot for that. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. A little bit of research. Okay. (laughs) Woo. Where's my fan? All right. So the first thing I'm going to say is super obvious and weird, but you want to start with fresh fruit in the first place, right? So especially if you're going to the supermarket versus the farmer's market, like, Look for things. If you're buying something and it's already super ripe, you have fewer days. But if you have some, if you buy something that just turned ripe or still is a little bit firm, that peach isn't totally soft under your thumb, that's going to give you a little bit of extra time. If you're buying something that's under ripe, then you have to make sure that you help it ripen in a good way that's going to bring out the best in it. So there, you know it. It kind of depends on what you start with. So be strategic. I like to buy a few things that are like perfectly ripe so that I can eat them as soon as we get home or in the next day or two. And then things that are just ripe and about to turn. But those are the products that you're going to have to think about. And the three things that you think about, according to the data, are temperature, ethylene, which we'll talk about, and airflow temperature is really interesting. We can talk about things as we go through specific summer produce about like what you keep in the fridge versus what you keep in on the counter. But then you also want to think a little bit about where in your fridge you keep things. We talked about this during the pandemic, Megan, that we recommended that people crank their fridge up just a notch Because the colder the fridge, the longer the produce would stay. And everybody was like, we don't know when we'll be able to go to the supermarket again. Right. That's still great advice, although summer produce is much more delicate. Right. So tomatoes, we're going to myth bust on this because people used to say you can't put them in the fridge at all, ever, never, never. And that is not right. Correct. That is not right. You can sometimes. Fresh herbs are really great. But with delicate summer produce, you do want to make sure that you're fridge isn't freezing cold. Right. Cause you might end up with a ruined batch of peaches or yes. a ruined watermelon because the back of your fridge is freezing. Yes, totally. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's happened to me a couple of times. Also, I think temperature is important to talk about in general, not just speaking about summer produce because your room temperature temperature Is much different in the summer than it would be in the winter and so you need to have some different strategies for storing even the basics that are like maybe not as seasonal like sweet potatoes and onions and all that stuff totally so the general rule of thumb is that the top part of your fridge and the back of your fridge are the coldest So the middle is a great place to store like herbs or more delicate produce. And then thinking about a lot of fridges now have temperature control in the drawers. Right. So thinking about how you use that. Ethylene is something that I mentioned, especially if you're going to be using your produce drawers, you want to think about this. Any produce that you're going to put together, whether in a produce drawer, in a bowl on the counter, you want to group like high ethylene producers and low ethylene producers. So ethylene is a gas that some fruits such as apples and bananas naturally release. It actually hastens the ripening process. Okay. So if you put bananas, which emits a lot of ethylene with, I don't know, lettuce, or broccoli. ethylene a lot of times sensitive. you see it with the avocado. They're like, Ooh, this is how you ripen your avocado quickly is put it in a bag with a banana. Yes. 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 So like that's to help it ripen. But when you have things that are ethylene sensitive, greens, lettuce, broccoli, what you're actually going to do is cause that to ripen and eventually rot faster. So you want to keep those things separate. Airflow, we talked about. Airflow is just, you know, produce that keeps best at room temperature needs air circulation. And plastic bags are actually great for produce that you want to keep in the fridge. It actually reduces premature spoil. So even if the bananas or potatoes or onions you bought came in a perforated plastic bag, they'll actually, those are the high ethylene. They're going to last longer if you take them out and let them breathe. Whereas the other things you do want to keep in a plastic bag and we'll get more specific as we go. But that's what you just want to be thinking about. You want to be thinking about the temperature, the ethylene, and we won't get too detailed. It's just like bananas, apples. Like there's just a couple of like real um, culprits, if you will, that you want to be mindful to keep separately. And then that good airflow, what you want to keep out in the open and what you want to keep in a bag. We should be able to link to some resources too. So we don't have to go over like a extensive chart of things to store together or separately. You mentioned, um, and I know I brought them up too, but like onions, potatoes, bananas, and I don't really think of those as summer produce. So can we talk specifically, let's start with tomatoes. Yes. I want to talk tomatoes, peaches, melons, berries. Okay. Because that's all the stuff that also just seems to go faster, right? I agree. Tomatoes. Quite controversial. You know, for a long time, food media was like, never, ever put your tomatoes in the fridge. And as recently as like the last two years, there's been a lot of like New York Times, Kenji wrote about that, like for Serious Eats, this idea that refrigerating is like not refrigerating is only important If you're trying to ripen the tomatoes still. So if you get something from the farmer's market that's not fully ripe or you're bringing in tomatoes from your garden and they're not fully ripe, having them at room temperature is important. But once they're... It's very important. Yes. Yes. That's where you want to keep them. Yes. But once they're ripened, they can go in the fridge. And this whole thing of like, oh, if you put them in the fridge, they won't taste as great... Well, that's true. Cold desensitizes our taste buds. So if you eat a cold tomato, it's not going to taste as flavorful as a room temperature tomato. So you have tomatoes that are ripe, but you want them to last a little bit longer. You put them in the fridge, but then when you want to eat them, you should take them out and bring them to room temperature for best taste. And that's it. The one thing that you want to know about tomatoes, whether they're on the counter or in the refrigerator is to store them upside down. Wait, what? Yeah that's the that's the wisdom so the the stem part is upside down and if you can on a paper towel that Why? helps it too because then you won't get the soft spots okay and that's just the that's just the wisdom you know when you put them down on their bottoms like they'll get a soft spot but the yeah because of that indentation it creates like a little rest and then also moisture will come out from the stem part like that's the place where moisture will leak before you've cut the tomato And so the paper towel captures it. I mean, here's the thing. Moisture is what causes rot. Anything you can do to capture moisture is going to help you keep your produce fresher longer. So upside down in a paper towel is ideal on the counter, at the apex, put it in the fridge and bring it to room temperature. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yes. I don't know why it's so cute to me to picture the little tomatoes on their paper towel bed, like (laughs) turned upside down. They're like, I'm just going to take a little rest while I ripen. Okay. So what about peaches? Because even though peaches and tomatoes are not related, I think of them as sort of the same sensitivity and like the same ripening thing. Like I will keep unripe peaches out at room temperature together. And then when they're ripe, move them to the fridge for eating. Yes. Yes. The one caveat there is that a lot of people recommend that once it's ripening, you put it in the fridge, you also put it in a loosely sealed plastic bag. Ooh, interesting. Okay. that will help give you a little bit of time. But you also probably want to make sure that they're dry before you put them in a plastic bag, even if, you know. Yeah. Because I think that that, that's a little bit of a thing, not to go too far off track, but people are unsure about when to rinse their produce and when to not. Which I would say as like a guiding rule, it's better to not rinse things until right yes. before you're going to eat them. Absolutely. Although berries, there's, there are two camps, camps. Exactly. One more thing about peaches, which actually I'm going to amend to be stone fruit. I think okay. that should be our rule for stone fruit in general. So this includes plums and apricots. we I was going to tackle cherries separately. So with the stone fruit, we're saying on the counter until it's ripe, then in the fridge, if you can, loosely sealed plastic bag, but be aware of the moisture. And the thing that I wanted to add is putting not ripe stone fruit in a paper bag and sealing it up on the counter, just like rolling it up, rolling it close on the counter. If you want to expedite ripening, that will take like three to five days. Great. I love that. Okay. Do you want to get to cherries first since we talked about them? I mean, yeah. I'm like, how are they different? And I mean, I know how they're different from other stone fruit and from berries, but like how am I storing them differently? So what I read about cherries is that you just always want to keep them cold to keep them fresh. So they go straight in the refrigerator once you brought them home. And the key is to not wash them right away. So I know people like to, like you said, wash ahead of time, but that excess moisture, they're so little and they're all bunched together when you store them for efficiency sake that they're, it's gonna be really, really hard to get all the moisture off. If you just are like, I'm a prepper, I like to unpack, prep my veg and have everything ready to go, okay. But then lay those cherries out. I mean, like really do it right. Put up kitchen towels, lay the cherries out for a long time to make sure that they are completely dry before you put them back in a bag and then in the fridge. And that's the deal with cherries. What if you wanted to prep some for eating, like for kids snacking, making that super accessible? I get the idea of like whole cherries I'm going to wash and dry. If I'm going to wash them, I'm going to dry them really well. But would you say the best advice is like to maybe only dry and pit what you can eat within a day? Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. I mean, and and that's great. And absolutely, we're not discouraging you guys from doing that stuff. But we're talking about when your mindset is about keeping the produce as fresh as long as possible. Yeah. Which that's something to think about is like, okay, how I'm going to take half of my peaches, half of my cherries, and I'm going to store them for optimal freshness for a long period of time. And then I can take the other half and prep for eating really quickly. Yeah. Or like what I can eat in a couple of days. Um, As a strategy, if you're trying to prep a lot of things this summer. Stacey, it's getting warmer and the weather has me so ready for a wardrobe update, but I want it to be for the long haul without spending a fortune. Quince is your place. It's not easy to get quality pieces that you can count on to last without investing a ton of money. But at Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I love the pieces I bought from Quince last year too. I wear my linen pants nonstop. I'm so impressed with what I get for the price, which is 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. Additional terms and conditions apply. Can we go to melon? I feel like nobody talks about melon than I love uh, melon. Anytime I buy a melon, I'm eating it <laughs> immediately. Yeah, Because I don't have room oh, in yes. my fridge to like store a whole ripe melon. So if it's ripe, it yeah. has to get eaten. Okay. So that's funny because that I keep my melons on my counter because of room. Like I'm not even thinking about keeping it fresh. And then inevitably I let it sit, sit, sit. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so ripe. Like I've actually cut up melons that are so ripe that they are too sweet. You know, when they get that like crazy sweet, soft texture, Yeah, it's like they're on the edge. Yeah, I don't mind that my kids are like, Oh, no, heck no. If, if it's like to that sandy point of ripeness, it's, oh, yeah, it's that, no for yeah. me It's all fresca you. at that point. Yes, totally. But anyway, but th- that's the deal. You do want to leave melons. There are a lot like tomatoes in that way, where you want to leave them at room temperature until they're ripe. And then you can pop them into the fridge whole before you've cut them. And they will keep about 10 days at a cold temperature. But again, like the tomatoes, you put it in the fridge right when it's ripe. And then you take it out when you're ready to eat it because you've extended the ripeness. You've extended the life of the fruit, but you want to get it back to room temperature when you eat it again. In my opinion, that's going to bring out maximum flavor, just like with the tomato. Yeah. I got to tell you, I love cold melon though. I do too. Like I like cold watermelon, but sometimes I like cold melon if it's ripe and then I've cut it up and then I put it back in the fridge and I like those cold chunks. Yeah. But when I'm cutting it up like whole, like if I've taken a whole cantaloupe and I've put it in the fridge to like make it last longer and I want to eat it right away out of the fridge and cut it up for the first time, I do like to bring it back to room temperature. That but then very I'll take particular. I know. Yeah. And then I'll put the leftovers in the fridge and then the chunks can be cold. Okay, is that weird? This is going to be an interesting thing. I wonder if people respond like on Instagram or in the community, like how, because it's very specific and it's totally an aside from like, how to store produce it's like how to eat yes, summer produce totally for the how most your optimal kids like cold they're cold melon kids that's <laughs> <laughs> like a band that's their band name yeah so mike doesn't like melon at all my kids like really cold watermelon but honeydew and cantaloupe and other melons like that they like both ways yeah but it really is more flavorful at room temperature, like tomatoes. It is, but sometimes at room temperature, especially honeydew and cantaloupe, can have sort of like a um, a vegetable funk flavor huh. to me. Not like oniony, yeah. but almost dare I say, mushroomy. Almost oh, like interesting. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Okay. I'm gonna like wait and try to taste that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm intrigued by your taste buds, blonde. <laughs> I still love it. I still eat it. Yeah. But it makes me understand why there are some kids who really love watermelon, but then like won't touch any other melons because there is the like vegetal thing. That's funny because Mike doesn't like melon. He will eat watermelon. Like that doesn't bother him. He's not like, oh, I can't. It's gross to me with cantaloupe and honeydew, but it's like really not his thing. But he doesn't have a sweet tooth. Like he likes vegetal stuff. So I wonder what it is for him. Very interesting. Okay. What next? Berries, I feel like, are a really big thing. And then we can't leave without talking a little bit about corn. Yes. I totally agree. And can we also just talk about leafy greens? Even though that's a little more evergreen, I do yeah, feel like in course, the summer, anytime. those big piles of leafy greens are so tempting for yes. all the salads we say we're going to make. <laughs> maybe do, maybe don't. I make a lot of salads in the summer. Does my, do my, like whole family eat. Does my whole family eat salads in the summer? Not necessarily. <laughs> but I like. To but you have them. like them. Okay. Yes. But do you? Are you buying the le? Are you buying the leafy greens at the? I know you love a bag salad. I love a bag salad. I love a clamshell of like yeah. kale or. Um, I'm really into this romaine, baby romaine mix. That's yeah. like red leaf. But in the summer, when there's like the big ba- like there's Bib lettuce, like the big, gorgeous heads of lettuce, whether we're using them to do wraps or for salads, I buy them all the time. Yeah. And even mixed greens in the spring and summer from the farmer's market, I feel like they're more flavorful. Yeah. So I agree with you. So, okay. Let's just talk about leafy greens because we're here. We're here. We went there. We went there. (laughs) We've arrived. (laughs) Let's talk about it. So how do you store your farmer's market? Not the pre-washed clamshell or bag salad. How do you store your greens? Just being really honest, in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How should we tell everybody else to store their greens? Okay. We have this great tip that we shared on Instagram before where it's like, if you have a clamshell, and I think that this also works in a different way for a bag, which is just this idea that moisture is the enemy of long lasting produce. So if you have a clamshell that can look like taking the lid off and just setting a paper towel on top yes, and then closing it and like storing it upside down. So basically all the moisture wicks down to the paper towel and keeps your greens fresher longer. I do think that you can do the exact same thing with a bag, like line the side of the bag with paper towels and then store it on that side. Can I add something to that before we go on to another method, which is that, There is also this phenomenon where if you put the paper towel in the bag or in the clamshell, whatever it is, and you, again, keep leaving them for a long time, (laughs) which happens, greens can over dry, which does cause wilting. And if you start to see that happen, it usually happens in little spots. And you can just go in and pick out any like slimy leaves or leaves that are turning brown so that that doesn't create even more moisture that creates a domino effect. You can kind of just like tend to your greens here and there and that will actually give you a couple more days. Yes, the other method I was gonna mention, you see a lot with um, stemmed herbs like parsley, cilantro, et cetera, is like laying out the greens on a long stretch of paper towels and gently rolling them up onto each other in sort of like a cinnamon roll style and then storing that within a loosely sealed bag you don't want to re- like a lot of, I think there's a temptation especially with heartier greens like romaine to like wash and then store them that yeah. way I don't do that because I think you know, just wash before eating as habit for everything is is easier to remember like oh did I wash this yeah I wash totally. this? and there's always the chance that you didn't dry your romaine well enough and then you get it wrapped up in a paper towel and it's gonna rot with yeah. any excess moisture on it Right. So it's like the cherries. If you really, really want to wash your greens ahead of time, you need to get them really, really dry if you want them to last, if that's your yeah. goal. But yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I if you keep your greens, like if you come home from the farmer's market, you're not going to prep, you're not going to wash, you're not going to do anything. Sealing them in a zip top plastic bag and putting them in the fridge is great. Adding that paper towel is great. And then just kind of keeping an eye on them. Yes. Every time I go into my greens, I'm like checking for baddies. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're a little yellow? Get out here. Yes. I love that. I love the vision of you doing that. <laughs> yes. You're like I'm because, here for coffee, but hold on. No, are there no. any like little baddies? A, I know. <laughs> like I'm making a salad. I'm like, okay, are there bad because I feel so bad to fully admit this, but I feel like hopefully it's relatable. As soon as there's like a little pocket of slime, slimy greens, like especially with spinach, especially with arugula, I'm I'm out like that's it. I'm done. I've already in my mind that whole entire clamshell is rotted. So I have to like be on it so I don't I doesn't get to be big enough rot for me to be like the whole clamshell is going in the trash, it's being burned, get rid of it. That's so funny. I bet my kids wish I was more like you. I don't know. (laughs) There's like, I have, I don't think of myself as being particularly frugal isn't really the right word, but whatever this is yeah, I'm about to describe, but there are some ways that I feel like, you know, I'm like a child of wartime or maybe it's an immigrant kid thing. I don't know, it's something, But I will literally like dump out the greens and like pick out all the slimy ones. And I'm like, this is good. The rest is good. And like one time I remember I was picking out the greens and like nothing was left. And Isaac was like, dude, (laughs) you picked out more than half. Like this is done. This is over. And not only that, like even if you serve it to me, I'm not going to eat it. Like those greens were over. (laughs) I'm yes. Like, no, wait. I'm Isaac. Yeah. Like, once I know, once I know, I can't unknow it. And so then I, I'm like trying Hilarious. to eat the salad, even if the greens are clean. Like, I've picked out all the bad parts, I've rinsed them and dried them. I'm like, Shh. was that like a little slimy bit in my mouth? It totally turns me off. Uh, that's amazing. Okay. Corn and berries. Yeah. I think we should talk about berries. I really only have one thing to say about corn. All I want to say about corn is, Anytime you can store it in its husk, it's going to last longer, which I know is like disappointing because it's such a mess to husk, remove the husk. And like a lot of grocery stores provide a giant trash bin for you to like husk into. So then you can like take your husked corn home. It just doesn't keep as well that way. Like nature made its own packaging for it to last a long time in and you should just keep it in that. There you go. That's what I had to say too. The one thing I did read was that some people say that you should put your corn in a plastic bag and then in the fridge. Either way, the husk is the first original plastic bag. All right, so berries. Yes, all berries. Who's going to start? I want you to start. Are there (laughs) categories of berries? Are we talking specifically about the like big three? Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking about. But then there's also like, I don't know, gooseberries are a little bit different. I think, yeah, think about anything that fits in the strawberry, blueberry, raspberry category. Great. So boysenberries count or Marion berries. If you're out in Oregon, wide, flat container helps so that they're not too piled high on each other because that's when there's more moisture. Also, that's when, when one goes moldy, you've seen that in the berry container and then it catches on and it comes together. So wide, flat, lined with a paper towel, also great to help absorb excess moisture. Then you want to cover with a lid, but instead of sealing it shut, loosely lidded Fit actually helps better because it keeps it sealed enough, but there still allows excess moisture to escape because berries are smaller because they pile on each other there's just much more higher and they're a higher moisture fruit and they don't have any like thick skin there that you can't completely eliminate moisture. So a little bit of breathing room, we talked about space and airflow at the top of the episode really matters here. So that's the rule of thumb, wide, flat container lined with paper towel, loosely fitted lid in your fridge. I also, though, do the pre-wash on berries sometimes. Okay. So I've heard, this was something that we learned when we spoke to Roe, and she spoke to us about the jar method. Right. Which is an old school method of keeping produce. A lot of people who swear by the jar method actually cut up and prep all their produce. And the idea is to cut it up, prep it, get it as dry as possible, and then put it in a glass container with a tightly fitted lid that can be like metal, glass. Also, I've never seen a glass lid with a glass thing, but a plastic lid. Right. And that people swear that this keeps so much of their produce, not just berries, fresher for weeks in some cases. Yes. I've only really tried it on berries and it really does work where you wash all your berries in a solution of three cups water to two tablespoons of white vinegar. The idea there is to kill any kind of mold or bacteria that might be lingering on your berries from just being out in the field. Okay. So I literally take a big bowl. I put in the water and the vinegar, and then I dunk all my berries and I let them sit there for like 10 or 15 minutes to let the solution work and like really soak in there. And then you have to dry the berries. But again, this is serious. It's like we said about all the other fruit, when you're going to pre-wash, you must really dry them. So like I line, my whole kitchen counter is covered with kitchen towels. I pour the berries out. I pat them dry. They're in a single layer and I leave them to air dry for like a couple of hours because I really want them to be dry. And then I put them in the container, sometimes without even the paper towel, but you can add the paper towel too, but you don't want them to dry up too much. And then the loosely fitted lid and put them in the fridge. And you find that works for you yes. for all berries, even raspberries. I'm yes. having a hard time wrapping my head around raspberries getting washed around, totally and then tumble dried, totally. Yeah. But what I do is I you dunking them in a big, huge bowl of water, so they're not yeah. you're not rough handling them. You kind of dunk them in the water, and then they're kind of soaking, and then you can just kind of with your hands scoop them out of the water and gently lay them on the towels. And that's where with strawberries, you could take a second kitchen towel and kind of roll yeah. it on top and help accelerate that drying process. With raspberries, you're not gonna do that. You're gonna damage them. So literally you gently put them on the paper on the kitchen towel and then you're leaving them to dry. It takes several hours, truly, yeah. to get them dry without damaging them. And then you gently put them in your glass container. Okay. I'm too lazy for all of that. Yeah. But I do like the storage, like wide flat storage paper towel lining. And then we just rinse everything before we eat yeah. it. I will tell you, I know you said you're too lazy for all that, but if you go berry picking, it is a game changer. The berries stay much longer, stay fresh okay. rather much, much longer. So if you have a ton of berries, which does happen from time to time in the summer, I do think it's like a, you know, once or twice thing. It might not become part of your everyday process, but it is really great. Okay. i gonna trust you and i'm gonna try it this summer i feel like we covered the big produce yes um but you know who else is gonna have even more questions tips and ideas for us always or didn't i just feed you listeners community we hope you've joined us there. If not, join for free at didn't I just feed backslash community. Or if you want those bonus episodes and other new goodies, join our supporting community. You can also take, keep in touch with us on Instagram where we are at didn't I just feed you or by signing up for our newsletter. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to didn't I just feed you wherever you get your podcasts or if you're already a subscriber, leave us a rating and review. Those bring us such joy. They also help other busy home folks find us. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well fed until next week. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review.